Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to I want to start off. We we talked about this reigning as a king through righteousness, and I want I'm going to kind of add this. So I want you to go to Romans. Passion translations, great. Romans five and twelve. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of like we're gonna show you how this reigning works, and then we're gonna see how reigning in righteousness not only changes our mentality, it changes our speaking, it changes our walking, our talking, it changes everything about us. Okay, Romans five and twelve. Um, man, this is I've been talking about this. I think it's so powerful. That's why I just was like, man, you got to let this really settle in. Um, It's really just great scriptures. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. So now we go back to the beginning. We go back to the garden. We go back to the snake. Lucifer tempting Adam, testing him. Adam making a mistake. The entire world was affected by sin. The Bible says that sin entered in the human experience right then and there. So when Adam fell, now this is what you got to get. So when Adam fell, sin and death was the result. Instantly. That's why when Jesus paid the price on the cross, righteousness and life was given. Okay? So you got to see that. And just go, so I'm going to take my time tonight. I really want you to get this, right? Adam sinned, right? The higher experience of the human experience, sin entered in. So Adam commits high treason. Adam, um, Adam's sin was he gave authority to the enemy and really gave the devil dominion that he did not deserve. So Adam makes a mistake. Sin and death enters into the world Immediately, Jesus, the second Adam, comes, gives his life, goes to the cross, dies, and creates um, righteousness, because now sin has been annihilated, so we're righteous with God, can never be separated again because of sin, because we're righteous, and gave us life, Zoe, God kind of life. So for sin, he made us righteous, for death, he gave us life. So once that, it was instant. It's nothing you work for. You didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you, you didn't participate or work for the sin and death. And you didn't participate and work for the life and righteousness. So you can't work for it. Okay? So that's big. Because what starts happening is if you're not careful, you almost start uh, missing this. So look at Romans 5.16 as we slide down. Because this is, this is like some truth I want to really let you sit in. Because it starts talking about this free-flowing gift and what it apart imparts. Okay. So this free-flowing gift. Now, you, got, you can read the whole thing. Um, he said the magnitude of the, of the crime is not outweighed by the gift of grace. God's grace is a gracious gift. Well, go look at verse 15 because I'm reading it. And might as well just, where am I going? Um, I mean, thanks. Now, there is no comparison between Adam's transgression... Right? He made a mistake. And the gracious gift that we've experienced. 
Now, Jesus said, I gave you a gracious gift. Okay? I'm down. For the magnitude of the gift far outweighs Adam's crime. It is true that many died because of Adam and his transgression, but how much more greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many because of one man Jesus, the Messiah, did for us? Man, that is so good, ain't it? So look at this. God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflows to us all. Now look at verse 16. It's a free-flowing gift. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Cannot be stopped. Okay, this gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through Adam in the beginning. It's better. Okay? We were guilty, but we're now we're acquitted and found not guilty. What made me and you not guilty? Righteousness. Where did righteousness take place? On the cross. So Jesus on the cross basically was the sinless one, took sin on him. This is how you can't undo this. Took sin on him supernaturally, spiritually on the cross. He who knew no sin became sin. Jesus, so that he could transfer his righteousness to you, not based on anything you did, but what he did. So the cross is where you're going to find the greatest revelation of the transfer of righteousness. So now, here's my question. Is anything you and I going to do bigger than what Jesus undid for us on the cross? Can't do it. That's why he goes on to say in verse 17, this death once held us in its grip, but man, it can't do it no more. Now we're in the grace grip. Now you're gripped by grace for life. Man. So you keep going down, right? Look at 18. Five, Romans at 5, 18. In other words, just as condemnation came, you'll see it in a minute. Just as condemnation came upon all the people through one transgression, Adam, through the righteous acts of Jesus Christ, Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all. So look at that again. Let's just look at it, 18. In other words, justice condemnation, Adam, came upon all the people through Adam's transgression. So then the one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us into victory is now available to all. Okay. One man, keep going, one man's disobedience. Look at this, man, 19. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. Man. So everybody in the earth became a sinner the minute Adam sinned. Yes. So also, one man's obedience, Jesus, opened a door for many to be made righteous. You can almost say that. Perfectly right with God and acceptable to him is righteousness. So you see that? So stay in verse 19. So Adam sins and everybody becomes a sinner. Jesus is a sacrifice and everybody becomes righteous. 
That's it. There ain't no other way to mess with it. There's no other way to undo it. It's done. But he goes in verse 21, and this is where I want to get to today. Okay? He says these words. And just as sin reigned through death, so this sin-conquering grace will reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life of Jesus the Messiah. So here's what he's saying. Just like sin, come on, reign through death, he, had, he did away with it. He brought righteousness, and now we reign as kings through righteousness. This grace was sin-conquering. The grace of God is the sin-conquering power of God undoing everything we by debt had to pay from the beginning. And grace annihilated it once and for all. There's no more anything me and you are held by because grace freed us from it. And by grace were you saved through faith. Grace saved you. I'm telling you, grace saved you. Okay? And this is what I was just talking about last weekend when, remember, we were kind of in this. And Sunday I talked about your submission to righteousness. You have to submit to these facts. If you do not submit to these facts, you, unbeknownst to you, you will equip yourself in the earth, establishing your own righteousness and not even realizing you're creating your own brand of Christianity and not even knowing it. That's what really happens. Because it's a works mentality and not a righteous position. So man, that'll get you right there. So man, I'm, I'm there, man. I got it. Well, that's good because um, it, really, it really puts you in a position of understanding. And this, this, to me, is big. So we talked about Sunday. Remember we talked about submitting to righteousness, understanding this thing, and all that. And that, that, that's phenomenal. And it's a faith thing. Remember we learned that? It's a faith thing. Um, you know, you can't earn it. Remember Romans 4? You want to see that again? Go to Romans 4. Um, you can stay in the Passion. If you go to Romans 4, remember it taught 4 and 1. Remember we said Abraham was our example that we could kind of look at? And it kind of goes on. We'll read the first couple of verses. I just, you know, you, you can't earn it and you can't work for it. You can't, you can't materialize it. You can't do a lot of stuff with it. All you can do is accept it and receive it and basically submit yourself to the truth of it. That's Romans 4 and 1. Let us use Abraham as an example. He talks about it. Then he goes on in verse 2. Was it by good works that he, he kept the law? Nah. No. For if it was by those things, he would have something to boast about. But you can't boast about that. Right? The scripture even says, Abraham believed God. And look at verse 3. Abraham believed God in what? Abraham, listen to what the scripture says. What's it say? Because Abraham believed God's word, his faith transferred God's righteousness into his account. So now, you see, faith transfers grace. This is why all we got to have is faith, belief. So you hear the truth of the gospel, salvation, grace, every benefit, rich, sick, well, whole, you know, going from, I mean, I should say, like, going from broke to rich, going from sick to well, going from devastated and destruction to dominating. All that stuff comes by faith. Faith comes by hearing. So what happens is 
we go, oh, okay, what's going on in our life? And you go, oh, here's the word of God. Once you have the one thing, now this is the thing, it's the only requirement of the New Testament church for eternity. The only requirement of the Christian is you have to believe. That is the only requirement you have to have. You just have to keep your beliefs. God wants you to have everything and do everything, but he has to have faith. Now, why does God have to have faith? Because faith had to come back in the earth through Abraham to believe God, to get the reconciliation, to get the restoration, and to get the righteousness. Without faith, it wasn't going to happen. So the only requirement is not works, is not action, is not all this other stuff, is faith. And once you have the faith for it, he transfers the righteousness. So you said, oh, I, I want to receive Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I want to become born again. You said, Jesus, come into my heart, however you did it. Forgive me my sin. And then right there, when you said, come in, he came in and he said, okay, great. Faith has now accessed grace and got you saved. Faith now accesses righteousness and made you right with God. Faith now accesses the word of God and then the word of God makes you, man, God in heaven, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. But if you get all out in left field, you're gonna, I'm telling you what's going to happen. You got to be careful here. You start establishing your own source of righteousness, man. It gets weird, you know? Well, you know, I'm not that good a Christian. Well, what do you mean good? I think that's a, I think that's a kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't, I, you know, you kind of talk about this and I need you to really locate, you know, this is why I'm talking about this stuff, and let me explain. I've been, I've been, it's been messing me up in a good way. Like, I'm getting, I'm saturating myself in this, this thing of righteousness, right? So I'm like, the other day I was going to say something. I said, I'm not saying that. Because if it comes to pass, I don't want it. You start understanding your oneness with God. Bro, you're going to start carrying weight you didn't have six weeks ago. Well, that's how God sees it. Is it, let me ask a question. This is a really good one. Is it you discovering it or is it God didn't do it? Now I'm explaining. Did God not do it? Did God not say you're righteous? Did he not say you're a co-heir? Did he not say you could speak to things and things? Did he not say I gave you dominion, power, and whole thing? He sure did. You know what the problem is? We don't have a revelation of it, and we sure don't have it solidified within ourselves that we're that big. We're living in this humanity mindset, and we're living beneath the benefits because we don't believe this stuff about ourselves. And that's okay. I'm all right with swallowing that pill you know what I'm saying? And going, you want to know what? We haven't elevated ourselves to the place where we need to elevate ourselves. But I'm telling you what, PC, now that I see who I am, I see that you, you've given me no scriptural proof over the last month that I could believe. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe me and Jesus are equal. Now, the church is going to freak out you say that. He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. Now, I have an understanding of reverence, but I'm not... I'm not, I'm not going to back up on saying, do you, well, do you guys think you're equal with God? You should. Let this mind also be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't consider himself better, 
but God put us there. If God said something, it comes to pass. If God believes it and speaks it, it comes to pass. You got to start training yourself in what's your life going to look like when you start training yourself and only speaking what you want to see? Telling you, man, man, this stuff, I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a good book, okay? You know, because the moment you realize God's work is enough, you'll stop yours. You really will. Because you got to remember, when we talked about this stuff, righteousness has restored me to back to Eden before the fall. That's why he did it. Man, he, it's like we're back in the garden. He's going, hey, man, you got dominion. Just don't eat of this. Don't touch that. You know what's funny? It's really kind of funny, right? So you go to the New Testament church guy and you go, well, there ain't no tree. There ain't no, there ain't no tree that, you know, God's not holding me back. He's not. But check this out. He gave us the only requirement for the New Testament church is belief system. Okay? Our newfound obedience is belief. So once you form these beliefs from the word of God, it becomes your obedience system for you to operate in the earth. So where it was doing don't, doing don't, maybe for a minute there, now it's be led by the spirit of God and have faith for it. So why did I say that? Because once you understand that you, everything you lost is being given back and your righteousness standing has been restored because of what Jesus did, man, you're programming yourself through a whole new other level of life that you maybe weren't living up until now, but you can. And that's why I think this submitting, that's why I think Sunday you need to go back. That submitting to righteousness was probably going to be some of the best stuff I taught because you, once you get the revelation of it, you got to submit yourself to it. You know what I mean? Because just because I know I got it doesn't mean I'm operating it. Jesus went, now this is big, okay? Jesus went to the cross because of the counsel of God to restore righteousness to mankind. All right? Now just sit with that for a minute. Jesus went to the cross determined by the counsel of God. He became sin and took our place as a substitute. He conquered the enemy and made righteousness available to me and you. So any redemption has to produce righteousness. If you get redeemed, okay, if you got redeemed, it has to equal, redemption means to what? Basically, take away, pay the ransom, right? Pay the penalty, take away the guilt. The only way to truly redeem someone is to put them back in their original state that you wanted them to be in which was righteousness. And I'm telling you, without righteousness, Satan's going to rule over your life. That's why the earth's so jacked up. They don't have their righteous position, so Satan manipulates and rules and reigns because when Adam gave him, now watch this, I'm going to show you something there. This is why he's, he's a finicky, right? Adam gave Lucifer the authority, Okay? He's a rebel holder of authority. Jesus came back to give us the authority that Adam lost. So the enemy's going to stand there and say, I got authority. He doesn't have authority over you, though. He don't want to hear you. He don't want you learning this, man. Listen to me, right? Because the instant 
the enemy understood this and understands you got a revelation of it, he's got to let go. Revelation is powerful, man. Satan rules over the unrighteous man. He has no, he has no dominion against him. He lost it in the garden. So the non-born-again believer has to live under the, under the oppression of the enemy. Okay? That's why the earth is so jacked up. Everyone that's not a Christian is shot out because they do not have authority. Might look good, but they got devils, bro. Okay? So watch this. So until righteousness is established in the heart of the believer and you know it, Satan is going to rule over you. And I just said, the church, did you hear me? Because most Christians don't know they got this kind of power. So they just live a whole drum life. Well, you know, I can live without this. Well, you know, I can live without the money. I can live with a little pain. I can live with the jacked up marriage. I can live with the messed up kids. I can live, I can live, I can live, I can live. No, stop. I can live with the sin. I can live with the disease. I can live. No, you can't. But the instant you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you know what righteousness means, Satan is eternally defeated in your life. And the church, we haven't even taught a, 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 a level of this kind of righteousness. It's literally uh, been lacking. And I'm going to talk about it forever because I want you to get it. God's redemption in Christ Jesus is the solution. It makes man dominant in the spirit again where you used to be messed up and weak you understand you can obtain righteousness and not only will this give you perfect fellowship and it will it'll give you a consciousness of being masters over the spiritual forces of darkness okay so taking jesus as savior and lord and understanding that position and stepping in this new creature we return back to lost dominion and now once you know it's back like this a thought now watch this now check this out right so the enemy's rolling around in the earth like i got dominion he does he's got he has adam's listen to me he has adam's dominion okay that adam gave him okay and that's a level of authority in the earth it really is now understand this because that's a whole human race all right now watch this okay when we stepped out of adam because that's lost man now his fa Adam's father is the devil. You understand me? Because he, he committed high treason, and when he did that, he transferred over. Now, I don't know. Maybe he's in heaven with all that stuff. I'm not that smart, but I'm telling you what happened. The God of this world, small g, is the father of this earth. That's him. That's why we're in Christ, and our father is Jesus. We're born again. Now watch this. So, so, so Lucifer is running around rampant. He's like, I got the power. He's the strong man. But I got news for you. When a stronger than he, come out somebody. When a stronger than he shows up with the word of the Lord. Now watch this. Now when did this happen? On the cross. Up into the cross, the enemy was ruling and reigning in authority over everybody. But Jesus Christ, because of the power of the blood, the resurrection life, transferred authority back to the body of Christ. That's just the New Testament believer, me and you. And when he gave us that dominion, 
It, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Because you got to understand something here. There is an, the enemy, he has an authority. But his author, this is why you don't walk on flowery beds of ease. This is why we are not walking in, in a physical Eden any longer. Because the earth is cursed. He has authority to a point. He's going to resist you. He's going to stand his ground. He's going to try to fight you. But when a stronger than he shows up with the force of truth, with the power of revelation, with the anointing inside of you, with the word of God like a sword, you annihilate the enemy and you suffer violence, but the violent take it by force. You got to be stronger than him. See what I'm saying? You got to outlast him. You got to out endure him. You have to outwit him. You have to stay. Now listen, he's going to give you a little bit of resistance, but I promise you this, when he knows you know you know, he got no fight, baby. He can't. You sit there, you got him. You go in there and said, well, God's redemptive righteousness was the basic cure for everything the enemy tried to bring into the earth. I'm telling you, right? So you show up and you go, nah, 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 I've been irrelevant. Come on, somebody. I've been irrelevant. And they told me irrelevant, I got dominion over you. You can't make my money funny. You can't make my body funny. You can't mess up my house. You can't mess with my kids. I got a bloodline over you. I bind you, devil. I break your power. I'm stronger than you. Oh, and then everybody, oh, God. Now, Pastor Chris, you fell off the turnip truck. You know, you're nuts. No, no, no. No, who's stronger? I'm stronger. Because greater is he that's in me. So you say, well, God's stronger than the devil. No, you're stronger than the devil. Because God's living in you. No, you not your body's there. Well, then God come down here and do it. He can't. He gave that work to the church. Bind the devil. Bind this strong man. Break his power. Tell the devil, shut up. God put in that redemption package everything needed to restore perfect fellowship with God and man. There's no sense of guilt anymore. There's no sense of sin anymore. There's no memory of memories of past doing wrongs anymore. The believer stands complete in Christ. I am a partaker of the blessing. Glory to God. Woo, come on, somebody. Man, that's, that's first, remember Hebrews 10? You want to see this? Look at Hebrews 10, chapter 1. It talks about the whole thing. Covenant man. Everybody say, I'm a covenant man and woman. Hebrews 10. You can read it in the King James. Um. It's good. I'll read a little bit of it. Hebrews 10. We'll start with verse 1. And um, we're going to look at this. This is all that covenant day. For the law. See this? For the law. Now, this is big because when we go through this, we're going to. You should read. You know what we do? We read a lot of it. I'm going to be talking about the fast and all that other stuff. We should. We, we could get this done. we got about a couple minutes here. We could read all the way through. But it's going to be a lot of reading. It's going to be all the way to like 19. But it'll be all right. You'll learn something. For we. We. For the law. Having a shadow of good things. To come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. So he's saying, look, you could not be made perfect with the system of old that just covered sin. Okay? For the law, a shadow of good things. For then would they have not ceased to be offered, but that the once worshippers once purged should have no more conscience of sin. See that? Well, how in the heaven are you going to have that? He said, the old way, blood of bulls and goats, you had a consciousness of sin. He said, not when Jesus shows up. But in those sacrifices, there was a remembrance again made of sins every year. 
for it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. Man, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, Jesus, he said, sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. That's what he's talking about himself. In burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin, thou hast no pleasure. He's saying the sacrifices of old cannot make atonement or re they didn't even cover. They just held it for a season. They annihilated it once and for all in the New Testament. Then he said, lo, I am come in the volume of the books to do the will of God. He's talking Jesus. Above when he said, look at verse 8. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin would thou not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. He said, that's not pleasure. That's just, that was just covering. I got to get rid of it. Now watch this. Then said he, lo, I come to do the will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. That was the first. Adam was the first Adam. That was the first covenant. That was the first will and testament. Here you come over here. Now you got a New Testament. You got a Jesus that take, fixed the mess ups. And you got a brand new way of doing it. Then he said what? I come to take away the first. So I may establish the second, a better covenant. He's talking covenant. He said that first covenant had flaws in it. It was humanly messed up. The second one that Abraham cut with God, it was God and Jesus. This one's perfect. This New Testament cannot be messed up. Man's not involved in it. Man was involved in the first covenant. You see how great that went. The second one was God and Jesus. It's perfect. But which, watch this. But the which, what? Will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus once and for all. Hallelujah. See, because you got to realize something. You had to go into the body of Christ. We are in the body of Christ because it's Jesus' body that paid the sacrifice on the cross being sacrificed like, a, like an offering. And the only way me and you, this is all a miracle, the only way me and you could really be cleansed is we're in the body. So by position, we were with him on the cross. That's why he uses that terminology. We rose from the dead. We resurrected. Man, I'm like, man, come on, man. I grew up in Lodi. I didn't resurrect for nobody. Come on, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. People think, man. Use your mind. It's spiritual. I don't remember going across to you. No, but I went when he went. Woo, come on, somebody. I don't remember suffering and dying. Do you? But I went when he went. Woo, come on, man. That's your spiritual position. That's the miracle of salvation. Every, now watch this, once and for all. This is not a cleansing position. Uh, 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 this is why um, sanctification, the process of sanctification is not perpetual. You were sanctified once and for all. Now you understand how to walk in your sanctification. That's God's honest truth right there. You no, 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 you heard that. Every, every priest standed daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice can never take away sin, Old Testament. But this man... Oh my, I feel the Holy Ghost. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, Jesus sat down on the right hand of God. Hey, come on. For henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. You know what footstool is? That means he's going to put his feet on his enemies. Put his feet. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's me and you. 
Wherefore the Holy Ghost is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant. This is our covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts. I will put it in their minds, and I will write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, where the remission of these is. What, what do you mean the remission of sins and iniquities? There is no more offering of sin. I don't have to offer no more. Having, therefore, boldness to enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus, the new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. You might as well keep going. We're there. Having a high priest, Jesus over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Got to have that faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You ain't got to have no sin consciousness. And our bodies are washed with pure water. Hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Profession means confessing. Hold fast. For he that is faithful, he promised. He promised he'd be there. Amen. Woo, come on somebody. This is what I'm talking about. A new and better covenant. A new and better a, a covenant man. Where everybody say, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant woman. A covenant man who accepted Jesus Christ loses the sense of sin and his place in, in, in its place and receives a sense of oneness and fellowship with the Father. And that's where we're at. Glory to God. That's a lot of word, man. Praise be to God. There's facts here we're going to talk about. We're going to stay on righteousness for a minute. But I want you to know you've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You've been delivered from the kingdom. You've been delivered from the authority. You're walking in power. You're walking in knowledge. You're walking in ability. And you're walking in greater grace. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, man, that's a lot of word, man. That's some good word right there. You better go back and watch this. Go back and have a Bible study about this. I mean, there's some guys out there got some good material about your covenant, about your righteousness. We got some stuff. Go get the uh, righteousness series. We got a, a series we did here. We're doing a brand new one. Go back, listen to the podcast, listen to the webcast. This is who you are, amen. It's who you are. You want to believe it, you believe it, but I promise you it's true. That's who you are. It's up to you to believe it, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. I thank you, Lord, today, see and know greater than ever before. I thank you, Father. Woo, come on, somebody, that they have complete and utter trust in your righteousness. They have complete and utter ability to walk in righteousness. They understand. Let this become a divine revelation. Now, everybody say this with me. Everybody at home, say this with me. Say this with me. I say, Father, thank you for opening my eyes to me being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe it. I submit myself to it. I accept it, and I walk in it forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, let me get a spiritual understanding, a spiritual revelation, a spiritual impartation that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus forever. And I'm settling it now. Once and for all, internally, facing off with my internal being forever that I am righteous. I stay, walk, live, talk, and act as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus each and every day of my life. 
In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, man. I love you guys. Don't forget, it's Christmas. It's not just beginning to look a lot like it. It's Christmas. Don't forget, Sunday morning, we're going to be here for one service, Christmas morning. Come and be with us. It's going to be phenomenal. The team, let me tell you, I came in here the other week, and they were playing. You, are, you better get ready for Christmas at Relevant. It sounded phenomenal. And they are getting ready. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a little different. We're going to have a family service. We're going to come. I'm going to talk a little bit. They're going to play some music. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to do it all in an hour. It's not like we're in a rush. It's about Jesus. But I understand, you know, family and life. It's Christmas. Come on, man. We're going to meet our church family. Then you can go be with your family and you can enjoy the day. New Year's the same way. And next week, we're starting to talk about transformation 2023. Can you believe this? Man, the years are flying by like this. We are getting ready to have uh, 21 days of fasting and praying. We're going to talk more about it. Stay connected. Listen to these announcements. I'm going to see you Sunday. It's going to be a great holiday. Listen, and if you're not coming Sunday and I don't see you, from my family, Pastor Liz, the kids, the staff, everybody here, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We love you. We pray for your family. Have a great time. Enjoy one another. And remember this, Jesus is the reason for the season. We know that. Amen. We love you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.